the first day there, a guy walked up on me and said, I need a list of 10 universities you want to attend. He had already called my mother. She knew about this. Top of the list was University of Rhode Island. I ended up getting a full scholarship to University of Rhode Island. So Bronxville was that. It was the start of thinking you can make things happen. Your color is not an issue. The only issue is how far are you going to educate yourself? How far are you going to expose yourself to the world? And it's been like that ever since, man. Welcome to Leave the Pile Higher, a podcast where you will hear how regular individuals, just like you and me, are leaving the pile higher and creating legacies that will benefit future generations. Our goal is to inspire you to embrace your journey and take action to grow your legacy. Let's build. Welcome to this episode of Leave the Pile Higher, where we discuss legacy and building something larger than ourselves. I am your host, Brian Savage. And today, I have the honor and privilege to speak with author, educational speaker, parent, and educationalist, and I got to throw in my big cuz, <laughs> Jim Robeson. Jim, welcome to Leave the Pile Higher. Cuz, so nice, man, being with you, man. I absolutely, I, I got thoughts of your lovely father in my mind right now. Yeah, he'd be absolutely fantastic, man. He'd be with that big smile he had. He'd be doing <laughs> that right now, man. And uh, yo, fantastic. Thank you so much, man. And uh, I, I keep up on you with Facebook, so I know some of the things you're doing, man. But yo, to me, you are the power in education. You know, this is what education can do for you. And, and you show that power. So yo, just keep on keeping on, man. Man, I appreciate it, Jim. It means a lot. Coming from you, man, it means a lot. And how's the family? Everybody's good, man. You know, I got uh, my son's home. As a matter of fact, he lives in Barcelona and um, he on for a little bit. My daughter's downstairs. She works from home a little bit. And my other daughter's on her way over here. You know, okay. we stay in, we stay, yeah, we stay in constant touch. Everybody got keys. So where's home nowadays? I'm I'm in I'm in a place called well, I'm in a place called Farum, right? Which is in the UK, which is um far south as you could possibly go. If you leave London coming south, it's a road called the like A20, A3. You'd have to come straight and then make a right or left. Because <laughs> I'm as dead south as you can go, man. Farm is significant, man, because it's close to a place called Portsmouth, which holds some significance for you. You don't know it yet, because Portsmouth is where all the black soldiers came through for World War II. So if you was a black soldier, which your uncles were, five of them, they would all came through Portsmouth at some time, going over to Europe, going over and leaving D-Day, actually left from Portsmouth. So yo, cuz I have seen some history. I'm telling you, man, that folks need to see. I've, I've learned things here that I didn't even know at home. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not sure that Saving Private Ryan wasn't actually about your folks, as opposed to who it ended up being about, because you had five uncles fighting in World War II, and which was the absolute theme for Private Ryan, but you actually had five. I did some research quite a bit, as a matter of fact. I don't recall anybody going over and getting one of your uncles and saying, look, man, you only like the last of five, so one of y'all got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so Portsmouth is really historical, man, and uh, a lot of so come through here. Uh, matter of fact, one of the biggest um, uh, Air Force ships just left Portsmouth. It was just in Portsmouth last week. So. No, I, de I definitely didn't know that. But real quick, it was my grandfather and, yeah. and his brother. So yeah, yes. it was, yeah, the five of them. But yeah. Because Cap, Cap yep. is your grandfather. Yes, sir. That's my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was my man, dude. Oh, my word, man. We could spend just an hour talking about, you see, man, the legacy bit, man, some of it is left, is wrapped up in not so much where you're going, but from where you've been. See, so where much. I've been is that a lot of people putting in. You know, I'm like a soup, man. I'm like a gumbo. I had a lot of people, man, put, having some input into it, had good input into it. And I had a strong mom and father, you know, mom and dad. So that was cool, too, man. But we had, you know, we're savages, man. We had a strong family tie. So let's let, let's talk a little bit about that, man. You said you you said something very key. You know, legacy is about what is what is fed into you or what is poured into you. Yeah. You know, your past, yeah, man. Hey, if you look at the past the right way, yeah, and you look at the positives or you look at the strength builders, you know, mine started really early, man. I, mean, I don't know if you remember Uncle Buddy, man, which was Cassie's father and Johnny Savage's father. He had a baseball team, and they, we were eight, nine years old, man. And he traded me from his team, the Reds, to another team. And you know, for a while. You you know, that make you like think kind of says your uncle trade you. But I remember the dude coming to the house and saying he'll play there. You see, he'll get a chance to play. And that was very important to me because I've been playing. I played ever since that. You know, you look at like where your legacy starts. Sometimes they may not, you know, look like, okay, that, that was nice, rosy picture. It wasn't at the time. But when I think about what that fed into me, that was absolutely making of me making some kind of legacy. Again, it was family stuff, man. Your dad didn't talk to me about leaving the pile high. He didn't use that phrase with me. But when he found out that I had a chance to go to Bronxville, he did make it his business to give me his opinions. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Let, now, how did you end up going to Bronxville High School? Let's, Bronxville, let's yeah. Me being, me being the, at the time, man, me and being the first black kid, all that kind of stuff, I don't get wrapped up with that because that will never happen again because the things that happened that led up to it will never happen again. Tuckahoe dropped their school budget. And so therefore, I was looking for another place to go to school. I had worked at Bronxville through the, the cap, so they knew me. And so, yo, he just said it was a coach, another guy, and Roger Goodell. We're all in the picture at the same time. We're only 16, 17 years old. But one of the other guys said, would you go to Brownsville? Um, Roger Goodell happened to be there. You know, I said, yo, of course, man. I ain't got no problem with nothing and nobody. He then went back and told the coach and it started, man. And, you know, it started. And um, I just spoke to Roger Goodell just yesterday. He and I, you know, hey, you just see, you've seen the pictures with Jerry Jones and that. I'm fortunate, man. I had no first first day pictures like that. <laughs> there were no first day pictures of me going to Bronson. Now, again, because you can look at the progress of it. It was absolutely fantastic. And I learned. I was educated. People took the time to talk to me. And they took the time to say, look, man, if you want to change your life, educate yourself. There were guys there who went to use the University of Virginia, Cornell. You know, I got all these places I went to visit. It was incredible because um, they had connections at Rhode Island. Uh, there was a guy who was a great football player at Bronxville, actually went to Rhode Island, became a um, state trooper in Rhode Island, the Denison family. They put in a good word for me. Like, Bronxville was like a one-off just because of the things that led up to it. But the actual experience of Bronxville is life-building foundation stuff. And you think, you know, yeah, they were in education. They weren't bothered by me at all. And as I look back and the more I have the experience and thoughts about it, the older I get, they weren't bothered by me, which led me to my thing. And my thing has always been one race, the human race, made up of a whole bunch of fantastic cultures. That started at Bronxville in 1977, because that is kind of like the way they made me feel. And that's something I've carried on the rest of my life. And I buy into that narrative. I teach that narrative in my talks and about cultures. And cultures are for sharing. A race is all for winning or being on the right team. Man, we're all human beings, man. And if we share them cultures, 
Sanchez. I mean, how cool is that? Bronxville was about sharing. Oh man, I learned some fantastic things. I had a guy my first day down there because I learned about expectations firsthand. Now my mom and dad had expectations of how we conducted ourselves, but not a lot of people came to university in our, in our time. Yeah, man, I, the first day there, a guy walked up on me and said, I need a list of 10 universities you want to attend. First day. I get home, gave him a list. He had already called my mother. She knew about this. Yo, I sat down, wrote out 10. Yo, the top of the list was University of Rhode Island. I ended up getting a full scholarship to University of Rhode Island. So Bronxville was that. It was the start of thinking you can make things happen. Your color is not an issue. The only issue is how far are you going to educate yourself? How far are you going to expose yourself to the world? And it's been like that ever since, man. It's just been absolutely fantastic, man. So you 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 had mentioned I got to go back to this real quick. You had mentioned yeah. my pop. You said yeah. he he said something. I, I remember because one time before we were we were chopping it up, and you had said that he said something to you when you were in the process of transferring to Bronxville. He made it. His, he made it his business. <laughs> he was he was uh, he was my older cousin. He knew the respect I had for him. You know, he had a light blue, lovely light blue car with a dark blue sun t- uh, black vinyl roof on the back of it. The Buick Regal. Up, oh man, I'm walking up the street. <laughs> I remember because the first day he got it, I took you for a ride around the block. You must have been about. Si- I'm 63. Yeah, I don't know how old you are now, but I'm 63. But the first day he got it, pulled up in front of 42. He was in the car. He said, "Yo, cuz, take a ride around the block." I took the car with you in the car, took you for a ride around the block. But um, I'm walking up the street, man. It's The news is out. I'm going to Bronxville. I got a chance to go to Bronxville. Dude, he, he, I'm walking up the street, minding my business, and he comes screeching up the street, man, in the car. Pulled up in front of me, in front of Hutton's, you know, the auto body shop. And I'm thinking, well, I ain't done nothing to offend him, so I ain't mad at me. Yo, dude jumped out the car and said, listen, I heard about Bronxville, and I think that's what you should do. Yeah, and that's what he said. I think that's what you should do. (laughs) As far as I was concerned, it was him and a guy named Eli Strand. Eli kind of gave me the same message. There wasn't no talking, wasn't no conversation. It wasn't no, oh, don't worry about your friends and all. Wasn't that. It was out of the car. You all right, cuz? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Well, I heard about Bronxville, and I, I think that's what you should do. And then he said, you know, something, goodbye, whatever. He jumped back in the car and went on about his business. Him and Eli, man, the next day, you know, basically that was it. I, I went down to Bronxville. There was no, no doubt in my mind because I at least had two people besides my mother and father and my, my brothers and sisters. I at least had two people that I knew that were, to me, idols that I idolized who thought it was good for me to go to Bronxville. So as far as I was concerned, game done. I don't even remember talking with anybody else about it except for your dad his, and Eli saying, listen, this is huge. Um, you almost don't have a choice, James. And so that was it, man. Bronxville, I went. Oh, man. I went to Bronxville and they had bigger homes. They weren't necessarily better homes. They were bigger homes. Some of them had two and three homes. Some of them had homes on mountains in Vermont where they went skiing. And some of them had homes on lakes down in South Jersey. And they made sure that I had all the cultural. See, they made sure I learned how to ski. They made sure, you know, that when they hung out in the boat and the dude was having his boat, that I drove the boat too. And these were adults that were seeing that I had these experiences. You know, I just, I, it's just something I'll never forget. And again, it ain't about, to me, the color thing. It's about this human being thing inside you. You know, what kind of people you get lucky enough to come across. And I think that if you get lucky enough to come across some educated human beings, man, yeah, we're lucky. We're we're just so, that's just so cool. And enjoy that. People poured into you. People poured into you a lot. Yeah. At what point did it become a passion for you to do the same? Man, again, because it was, it was, uh, 
so many experiences, man. You know, I mean, I don't know if you know this, man, but 1974, you had two cousins, your uncle, who was Russell, and your cousin, who was Johnny, both on the Daily News football team. You know what I mean? Both, two savages on the Daily News football team. These things started coming into me really early. <laughs> your dad, um, you know, Chico, man. You know, we were, we was a tight-knit group, man. You had to do, like, special things. You always got people said nice things about you. Your grandfather, man, go out of his way to make sure he ride down the street. Your grandfather used to come down to baseball games at Bronxville High School when I was there, man, and park along Palmfield Road, man, and watch the game from his car. Joe Yancey used to do the same thing, man. You're talking about, you know, I'm a special dude, man, because, um, you know, Eli Strand would do the same thing. These guys didn't have to. I remember Irvington, man, football game, my last football game, Bronxville. Your mom was there. Your dad was there. They was on the sideline, you know. People gave you time that they didn't necessarily have to. So what my life has been about is putting that same thing back in. You take, like, this uh, April, I will have trip number 32 and 33 to New York. So I've taken over a 1,000 kids from England to New York. That's all about the more you see, the more you can aspire to be. And you can sit around and talk about what you do with your kids and what your kids see. But if your kids see the same thing every day, then what they aspire to be is what they're going to see. My vision has always been like my father did for me to show me more. I'm going to show more. So we do New York trips. Yo, cuz I take him to New York, man. Yo, we go out for a walk at like 11 o'clock at night. I'm a New Yorker. You know, my brother will come down, he'll hang out. Big Mo will come down, he'll hang out. I take him to the Empire State Building at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I got pictures to prove it. Saturdays over here, I started something called Yes, Young Explorer Squad. Two Saturdays out of the month, only two, but we've been doing it for five years. We've done about 38 trips. Consistency was a big part of my deal. And we just take kids on trips on Saturdays, man. Saturdays. I got three other school teachers that, you know, buy in like I do. Yo, sad. We don't get paid for it. We don't get no time in lieu. At some point, there's this whole moral thing, which is the word we don't use that much no more. This whole moral thing about what you're going to do. Tell me my life matters. Well, what are you doing to help me improve my life? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. What you doing to help me improve that life? You know, and I don't mean give me money. Give me this. Give, give me some fruitful experiences. Give me some things I'll never forget. Because I've been trying for about 20 years to bring a group of high school kids from America to here. To me, the pullback was, I'll do what I can. And I do, we've done football trips where I bring them over to play soccer. I take them to prep schools, been all the way up to Bridgeton Academy, um, all the way down to Washington, D.C., played down there. I, my deal is about my superhero power, man. It's about giving these lovely young people, yeah, some experience in life, some things you'll never forget. Yeah, and we as human beings can provide that. And that's what I do. Definitely leaving the power higher because... But I'm gifted like you, man. I got, you know, three here and everybody got university degree. Everybody, two of them got master's degree. Courtney got a university degree. I'm gifted, man. I, I'm so blessed, man. Everybody around me brought in. And, yo, it, and they are the loveliest people in the world to hang around with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a beautiful thing, man. I'm blessed, dude, because of them. Hey, check this out. I take a group of school over April 1st. I get back on the 6th. On the 7th, I go to the airport to take another group to New York. Each group will be four days, giving them a chance to see New York. I'm talking about creating them experience. We can create them experiences. I've been blessed, man. People put back into me, and I just put back into how they put back into me. 
Hey, dude, I run like a cap thing where kids work. So I get kids working. But that's all what I learned from Deanie Boy, Dean and the cap. I call it work appreciation. If you work, if you appreciate work and the fact you can make money and earn money through work, if you appreciate it when you're younger, you will love it when you get older. You'll understand it. And I call it work appreciation. Then they'll get a chance to work four weeks of the summer holiday. We will pay them into a bank account that we help them set up. So I wanted to take what I learned from the cap and make it a little bit better. Some of us didn't have bank accounts. Everybody in my program, you must sign up for a bank account. The thing is, the stats say if you get a bank account by the time you're 8, 9, 10, 12 years old, you usually keep that through your life. So we get the banks to put some money into the program because you're going to benefit. This is a bank account for life. So, we, you know, we pay them through the bank, give them a little direct debit card. Got to be in control of your finances. You can ask my program. I have another program called Young Entrepreneurs where we work it through school. Because sometimes you can't justify why you're in school, cuz. But this is about you being your own boss someday. And what I do is attack your behavior, everything you got going on, man. But we do it through someday you're going to be your own boss. Now, how's that going to go down when you're your own boss? When you got a mortgage to pay, you got kids to take care of, and you got staff to pay. Trying to get that whole scene going and that whole thought process going now. Hey, a dude said, what's the difference in rich and wealthy? And one guy said, well, both of them got to do with money. Well, to me, the wealthy part got to do with what your dad was talking about, leaving the pile higher. I might not make my kids wealthy, but I have put them in a better position to be wealthy. And that, to me, is about leaving that pile higher. That, to me, is about legacy. All the kiddies, the trips. Hey, yo, someday, you might have children of your own. You might not know what to do with your kid on a Saturday. And you might remember, yo, Mr. Robeson took me to Brighton. Man, let's get on the train and go to Brighton. Let's get in the car and go to Brighton. You may have your own children someday. And you say, yo, what y'all want to do? Uh, hey, Mr. Hey, yo, this guy, we're going on a New York trip, man. Yo, y'all want to go to New York? Hey, you want to ready? A dude, a kitty that I taught in school is in New York for his 40th birthday. Last night, he went to see Mo at Legends Bar. They sent me a picture. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah, that, that's what it's about, cuz. Some people make up a bucket list of what I'm going to do. I, my bucket list has been to somebody, have you ever? Because I have. Yeah, have you ever? Again, I was the first black coach to win a bowl game in Mount Vernon. Tucker High School was a fantastic experience. I was too young for it. It was, ex oh man, Billy Evans gave me an opportunity of a lifetime to be a head coach. I just came from university, man. Just came back. I ain't really know much about football, man. But I knew about the neighborhood and I knew some things. Even with football, you know, I had some guys, Bob Spinning, who coached your father. He sat me down and taught me a, a 40 defense that'll blow your mind. I still use it today if I was coaching. So I had all them kind of people, man, giving me these opportunities. And some people look back and say, yo, I messed that up. I failed. I missed. I don't fail at nothing. I never have. Every experience was an experience to get me here. Without them, I don't get here. No failures, not a one. And I brought my children up the same way. Give it a go. Kidneys and hearts fail. People stop. <laughs> you don't stop. You're going to be all right. I put that right into my children, man. That thing, that thing that we had is no good if you can't put it back into something. Because to me, the whole blessing was somebody took the time to give it to me. That's been the culmination of it, man. And uh, uh, makes it easy to think legacy and think legacy stuff. But I remind people, man, I want people to think about your brand. And when I say your brand, to me, your personal brand, your brand is your makeup. Your brand is what and who you are. Every Everything that gives off a vibe about your brand. When I'm doing my work and my speeches, we're a money back guarantee. We don't get the job done, you don't pay us. We travel five, six hours from home. Yo, I, I would appreciate if you pay my, my gas, but if you don't want to, I get it. But we've been doing this for 20-something years and we ain't never had to get no money back.
the brand, the product. I think people sometimes forget about their brand, about their product. It's hard to tell me how religious you are when I don't see no deeds. Because <laughs> I'm looking at your brand, baby. What's the brand say? Yeah, the brand can't be about talk. The brand got to be about deed. I'm a big guy with brand. I teach branding. It is who you are. And you get up every morning. Thank God that you can reckon with a brand. Because to me, that's the easy thing for me. Yo, get up every morning and do gym. I know ain't nobody going to do like Jim do. I know ain't nobody bringing to the table what Jim going to bring to the table. And Jim going to bring it to the table every single day because that's my brand. But you think about what we've been through, football. Yo, I went to Milford Academy. Whew, man, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Whew, hot days. University of Rhode Island, we had to run two miles in 12 minutes before you get your equipment. Man, listen, the morning runs. Think about think about the cold days you had at the Union, man. The cold days. People talk about, oh, it's cold outside. Man, please. You know, football, the nature of football is what? You will get knocked down some point. The nature of football is how quick you can get up. Man, is that not lifelike? Do we miss, some people miss what they played football for. <laughs> and they miss, you know, when you get a little bit older because you want to think so much about your name and the paper and everything, and that's cool. But to me, the blessings of football are, yo, I am so tough, man. I've had surgery here, here, man. I got championship rings. I am tough, man. You could hit me and knock me down. I only know how to get up. That's all I know. And I know that the faster I get up. And then I learned how to hit the ground running because I got knocked down so many times. Shit, I just learned how to hit the ground running. <laughs> and now you can't touch me, man, because I, I know it's coming, dude. I hit it running, baby. <laughs> so I think that comes with, you know, age and stuff. And it comes with the blessings of what we had, man. Oh, man. The stuff I just rattled up to you, I don't have written down. That's Those are daily memories, man. Um, those are impactful memories that all I've ever wanted to do but to leave it on somebody else. What What is Jim Robeson's legacy? First of all, I hope somebody has the respect to look at the whole body of work because it ain't always been sunshine and I ain't always been fourth or fifth in the line to get to the gate. You know what I mean, dude? There's some, there's some crazy times, there's some dark times. I want folks to, you know, just look at the body of work, the challenge of change, because the first challenge of change starts within yourself, making your challenge of change, looking at it. And then I guess to me, it was about them three things, plan, practice and perform. And I practice now doing the right, I plan to be a good person, a good moral person. So I go out and do good moral things every day. Yeah, I practice doing these moral things by going into schools and going into situations and doing them every day. And the performance bit has come natural because I'm blessed. I get a chance to actually do these things and perform every day. It's about what kind of human being you're going to bring and what you're going to bring to the table. So what I want to leave and what I want folks to think about when I go is the big picture. And that dude didn't sit around saying, oh, you know what they need? They need this and they need that. Dude didn't do that. Dude did it. That, yo, you can talk about it or you can do it. And if you're looking for doing it and you need a blueprint, check this guy out. Any neighbor, anytime, any kid, anything, anything, anywhere, he got it. And uh, gifts I received from everybody that poured in your folks included. Man, I got no other questions, man. I, there's nothing to ask. <laughs> I mean, you just, you, you you laid it out there, man. And that's why I knew that when I started this, you were at the top of the list. I appreciate it. I think it's a cool thing, man. I said, that's a cool thing to talk about. Sometimes doing for others is not like the big deal, you know, but I think if you leave and you leave a legacy, then you're leaving something. And I go places and folks say you're a legend. To me, that stands for I won't forget you. And I think that's so cool. I appreciate that. Big respect. And I appreciate you giving it to me. And Brian, the huge thing, man, is for me, there ain't no color deals, man. You see, I'm getting this from everybody. 
<laughs> so I know this whole human being thing, one race to human race. I know that this is the way to go because I do it every day and I know what I get back. That's a, a perfect way to conclude this this chat, man. <laughs> but absolutely, man. I just want to, yeah. um, again, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for dropping some nuggets. And I'm I'm sure a couple of people, more than a couple, are, are going to walk away from this 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 chat with some nuggets to apply, man. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Any school teachers, anybody associated with school, I'm setting out a challenge for you. Get them kids out of America. Get some passports. Bring them to England. I'm your man. Stop talking about what you want to do with them. Yo, do something with them. My man, thank you so much. Appreciate you, guys. Much appreciated, man. Thank you. Have a good day. That's all the piling for today. But before we go, I just want to say thank you for the privilege of your time. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show on all your social media platforms and leave us a comment in the five-star rating and be sure to go to calendly.com forward slash savage family office to schedule a time so that we can explore and talk more about growing your legacy i'm your host brian savage until next time let's build something larger than ourselves let's leave the pile higher